and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 169 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. Uh, and today we're going over SG1, season 8, episode 9, Sacrifices, aka One Weddings and a Gold Attack, or <laughs> A Midsummer Night's Teal. <laughs> <laughs> Those are mine. Mine is the one that I know they used on set as the early production title. Okay. Uh, my big fat Jaffa wedding. That's a good one too. <laughs> I was trying to find something that was like, what's a rom com yeah. that involves weddings? Uh-huh. Uh So those are the two. I think all three work really well. They do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> just ju- we can just summarize this Jaffa rom com. Yeah, the Jaffa rom com. Apparently. Movie. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, because that would give away the, the surprise. Did you notice who wrote this? No. Okay, then just don't look for a second. Okay, I'm not looking. Um, Is there anything else before we get into this, or can I just yell the date out really loud? Um, We didn't play any D&D this yeah. last week. We played um, zombie killing games. Uh, Grace hurt her wrist. Yep. I... Be kind to yourselves. Watch Beyonce's Homecoming. Oh my God! Watch Beyonce's Homecoming, and then watch it again, and then rewatch it, and then listen to it, and then just take that into your soul and let it dwell there and weep. It's <laughs> so good. I think I literally did that. It's so good. Also, uh, I was tired watching it by the that end. Woman, I don't insane. know what otherworldly beast she is. She's Beyonce. Like holy crap. Yonte. I was I was tired watching it. Just just watch it. My favorite, if if, if you, so I actually had to look it up because if if you watch it, um, the costumes change. Yeah. In in the middle to highlight the different songs, and I didn't know how they did that because I knew it was live, and I did not know that she had com- they had completely different costumes between the two weekends. Yes, there was two weekends and she headlined both. Well, I knew that. What yeah. I'm saying is I didn't know, like, the main color for oh, one was yeah. yellow. The main color With for the, the other one yeah. was pink. And the costumes were very similar, but they had changes in them. And that part yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, so in the know. movie it almost looks like an effect. It does. And I didn't know that. It's, and fucking it's so sick. awesome. Yeah. Okay. September 10th, 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Written by... Mr. Christopher Judge. <laughs> I did not catch that. Yes. That's awesome. It was written by Chris Judge. It was a Chris Judge weekend in our household because God of War is happening on the other TV all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's so awesome. So I'm going to start calling a Treyu Ryak. And just to confuse. To be um, fair, once you said that he brings his son around in the game, I just kind of assumed his name was yeah, Ryak. It's Ryak. All right. So he apparently actually wrote this to be much more rom-com. Aww. Wrote this originally thinking it was going to be much more of a funny episode. And then he was writing and it's like, oh, there's like serious shit in here now, there's too. There's gold in here. Um, yeah, it's like the world of SG-1 was like, hey, remember when there's gold? He's like, oh, fuck. All right. Oh, damn. Fine. We'll yeah. deal with Moloch. And it was directed by Andy Makita. Yay. Uh, so the two big guest star names are Jalene Balak and Tony Amadou. Oh, Tony Amadou. I'm going to take a drink. Take 
seven drinks. <sighs> Ishtar and Braytech are back. Yay! Also, if you heard that on the microphone, my dog just finished a treat and then belched very loudly. Yeah, we promised it was neither. <laughs> there she is, in case you were wondering. I'm leaving all that in. Uh, and Neil Dennis is back as Ryak. Yeah. Um, and Corinne is playing my Mercedes de la Zerda. Zerda. Okay. Who you actually see most recently in a film called Alpha that looks Is that the dog one? Yeah. With okay. the ice set in the yeah, ice yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's in that. I want to watch it, but the, if the dog dies, I can't watch it. I am interested in seeing it, not in the theaters, but I'm yeah. interested in seeing it because it looks interesting enough for an evening film. I'm That's intrigued fair. enough. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we start with Daniel and Jack walking and talking. It's what I'm now calling Daniel's position. Yeah, it's mostly just Daniel talking. Yeah. Because it's exposition via Daniel. Explaining how Braytech is busy recruiting people for the fifth column, um, which is when they get the numbers, they're going to rise up. Uh, <laughs> which I'm, I remember very clearly in a previous episode talking about the history of the fifth column. And it's how it's from the Spanish Civil War. And yes. it's a group of people that attack from within. I really remember that being a history point at some point. Uh, it goes on. The history of the history of. Yeah. Done. It's historyception. Uh, he goes on to talk about the current Jaffa internal politics that Ishta doesn't want to wait. She just wants to go for Malak right now. Great. Rising up her own rebellion within within Malak's ranks. And Teal and Braytech are like, please see the bigger picture. Sometimes you gotta wait and gather the troops and marine before you can go across to Westeros. It's like, please don't attack now. Sorry, I'm going to be that person that makes Dude, it's the final season of Game of Thrones. Everything could be a Game (laughs) of Thrones reference. Um, And I love that, like, at some point, Jack just continues down the hallway. He's like, I'm done And misses a turn and comes back. Yeah. Uh, And Daniel doesn't notice. (laughs) Jack just asked how it's going. Yeah. It's one of those where it's like, oh, I really wish I hadn't asked it. Yeah. Um, Braytech and Teal'c have arrived when they get to the gate room. Mm-hmm. Teal'c is pissed. He has been betrayed by those <laughs> yeah. he trusted most. Yeah. And uh, Braytech explains that there was a complication. Mm-hmm. Not with Ishta. Um, you know, not with Braytech. Like, it's Ryak. He's <laughs> in love. Aww. And he plans on getting married. And even Braytech, like, as he walks yeah. out of the room. Gross women. Credits. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. The one where Ryak's in love. The one where Ryak, yeah. Um, so we come back. This might be one of the funnier scenes in Stargate. Oh, this it's goes a, in, like, my top ten. It's a forgotten hilarious scene. Yeah. This is, uh, it's a lot of great physical comedy. It's just Jack and Teal'c discussing the wedding over ping pong. Uh-huh. And Teal'c just pelting Jack with yeah. every shot. Yeah. Um, angry Teal'c. It's amazing. Don't play sports with angry Teal'c. No. Um, and even things as innocuous as ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, seeing Teal'c play ping pong, funny enough on its own. Yeah. Seeing him just beat the shit out of Jack with Big the ping giant pong ball. man, tiny little ball, <laughs> just like becomes like a little tiny weapon. 
tiny weapon hurt hard. Imagine the bruise that Jack's gonna have. I kind of like. I would like to see some tank in in D and D just choose a ping pong ball as their weapon. Yeah, as a little range thing <laughs> that they do. I chuck a ping pong ball. Uh, so the wedding is take to take place in three days, mm-hmm. and we get the first indeed of the episode. Mm-hmm. And Teal'c, um also like. He's also pissed that Ryak didn't check in with Teal'c before he proposed. Clearly, this girl has bewitched Ryak's mind. Oh, of course. Um, I do have to note how Jack cheats at the end there, similar to how someone may or may not have cheated last night. And again, he's like, this is fair. It counts. Yeah. It counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As he's leaving. it's That's all. I just want to um, rub a little salt in that one. Ishta thinks that the wedding should go forth to show defiance in the face of opposition to Malak. I love that. It's about morale. It is. I, I love her reasoning. Yeah. Ryak, according to Teal'c, is far too young to know of love or to know how it weakens a warrior's resolve, Teal'c says. And Jack is like, I'm not going to, T, I'm not going to tell you how to raise your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but sticking your fingers in your ears and just humming real loud Doesn't. solves a lot of problems. Yeah. And Teal'c wonders, you know, how he could be a good father if he can't keep his son from making this crucial, vital error mistake. Yeah, yikes, dude. Teal'c, I didn't realize you were this close-minded. He's super drama king. Yeah, relax a little bit. Off-world activation. You don't have to pay for it. Relax. It's (laughs) fine. And Jack scores a missing point. (laughs) So, when we get to the gate room, it's Ishta. Uh, she apparently is one of the few people who gets their own IDC. Yeah. Very well trusted. Uh, and I love Jack. Like, Well, you know, she, she's got to be able to get in for those booty calls. The booty calls. The late yeah. night booty calls. Uh-huh. I do also love how Jack, like, snuck in and be like, no, I get to go in the gate room first, No me, dude. no me, yeah. This is like, I'm in command here. Remember, I'm the boss. Uh, but she's not here with good news. Their uh-huh. home, Hactiel, has been compromised. Yeah. In the briefing room, Ishta explains that one of their contacts missed a meetup, which immediately causes Teal'c uh, to say that they need to relocate. Like, everyone agrees it's too big of a risk mm-hmm. if their main contact has been sort of influenced Yeah, now. it means shit's hit the fan. Um, Ishta goes, that's a great idea, but we know of no other uninhabited world to go right. to. Right. It's like, we'd love to do that. We've probably already thought of that, but yeah. where? So, I mean, where do you go to hide an entire city of Themyscira <laughs> without no one noticing? Yeah. Thankfully, the SGC already knows of a handful of uninhabited worlds on file. Just need to be explored a bit more. Make sure they're they're good and uh-huh. tick off all the needed boxes. Have two, you know, two stories. Have about... 120 bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that's all great and good, Ishta says, but we can't stay where we are while that She's process She's like, basically, happens. I've got my bag in my hand. Yeah. Can we stay here? And everyone looks at Jack, and he kind of looks around going, oh, this is, I'm supposed to say, a oh. thing. I'll start the paperwork oh, now. Oh, yikes. And through the gate comes an entire village, horses and all. Cool, cool, cool. We were already ready for this, and we were just waiting for you to say okay. Where are they keeping the horses on base? Um, are there horse pens under underground? There are now. Um, where do you keep the horses? Like, not too close to the mess hall, I'm hoping. <laughs> just, like, don't eat downwind of horses. Like, the smell has got to infiltrate the entire base. 
Let's hope the ventilation's good. Like, that's all you can really hope for. Apparently, while filming this in the gate rooms, a couple horses dropped loads right in the middle of the gate room. Cool, cool, cool. That's what I would do if I were a horse. <laughs> I mean, I'd poop wherever Next I can. Next time I'm a horse, I'm going to poop everywhere. Do it. Next time I'm a horse, I'm going to ingest some sort of, like... Poison. Clarification in the D and D campaign where you are a druid, it can change whatever shape that you want to. No, in real life, I've just lost my mind. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> that too. No, yes. Next time I am a druid in our campaign, and I decide to be a horse, I'm just gonna poop everywhere. Do it. It, works, it works for Scanlan, and he's like, I know, he's not even a horse. I'm not even gonna scry through my poop. I'm just gonna poop. <laughs> Scanlan will just poop wherever. Gonna poop here. Um. So. Then comes Ryak and his Simka Karin mm. meeting Daniel and Sam. And of course, that's what I'm going to start telling Jesse to call me. Well, uh, we don't know exactly what it means, but we do know that Corinne turns and is like, that's an old term. Just say we're betrothed. Oh, OK. Then so maybe we don't. It's I'm like, can I call of- Jesse my Simka? <laughs> <laughs> okay with it that way. Um, and and then and I just the Daniel and Sam in this scene is amazing because because <laughs> yeah. Ryak starts going on about her beauty and she's like, "Stop! I am not an object to be worshipped." Oh yes, she yeah, it's it's amazing. And Daniel and Sam just keep smiling. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "This is uncomfortable." And then Ryak thanks them for agreeing to host their u- their union ceremony, and it, it's it's such an honor to be married amongst friends. And Daniel tilts his head, going, "We're having your wedding here. We're doing a thing." Like the two people who couldn't give less shits about weddings. <laughs> I feel like Jazz at least interested because there's cake. Yeah. <laughs> but Sam's like, "Oh, I don't want to think about this. Right? I don't want to think about anyone's weddings right now." Um, and and they're like, "The the the wedding's gonna be held here." And like, you can almost hear Daniel's voice getting higher pitched. Yeah, this is fun. And, yeah. and Corinne's like, well, yeah, we're getting married in three days and we might not be in a new planet by then. So, yeah, we're yeah. having the ceremony here. Oh, yeah. Don't mess with the bride's wedding day. <laughs> this train has left the station. We've already sent out invitations. This is happening. And then Daniel just puts his arm around Sam and Sam shoots up to grab it and their grins somehow like, get bigger. What the fuck do we do? It was. It's kind of, it's that thing you do with your best friend where you're like, are you seeing the shit that I'm seeing right now? <laughs> They're like, don't laugh. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We're both on the same page right now? Cool, don't cool, laugh. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and they're like, ah, okay. Yeah. I like when sometimes I can look at the back of your head when we're at work <laughs> and know that we are both like on the same page just by looking at the back of your head. Like, and yep. uh, Corinne like pulls Ryak away, going, "Oh, we have to, we have to plan our wedding." And they're like, "Don't stop smiling until yeah. they're gone." Are they gone now? Can I remove my face? Hurts because Jack doesn't know about the wedding yet. Yep. And then, it, you know what? I bet they're like, who gets to tell Jack about the Well, wedding? that's why Sam's like, I'm going to go find them a planet because I'm busy. Oops. Yeah. I can't tell them. I'm working. One, two, three, not it. Yeah. <laughs> Bright Tech pulls the short straw. Yep. And comes into Jack's office while he's doing some You know some what paper. it is? Is Daniel pulled the short straw? And Daniel's like, who can I pawn this off on? And then he's like, Bright Tech, Bright Tech, hey, um, I'm giving you the honor. <laughs> Of telling Jack, and he's like, "Fuck you, dude! I'm not stupid." And then, um, and then, Bright Tech doesn't say anything as he walks in. <laughs> Pretty sure that smell is horses. It's I not the smell love, of my own fear. Love the way they greet each other. And then he he calls him 
O'Neill of Minnesota. He's very proper. You're a wise and gracious leader. Uh-huh. Jack's like, I see you see so your bullshit. What the hell do you yeah. want, old man? Well, I feel like Braytech doesn't even believe his own bullshit. Oh, no. Braytech knows exactly what yeah. he's doing. He's like, hey, I'm coming in here to bullshit you. <laughs> Let's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. Um, You know, look, we can't find a planet in three days and delaying the ceremony would grant victory to Moloch's tyranny and <laughs> we already have the cake coming. Jack's like, as long as I get cake, yeah. he'll fill the paperwork out. And I really, really hope they actually have Tailgate Tuesdays there. You know, I can see it happening. I feel like it's definitely hot dog involved. Yeah. There's definitely hot dogs involved. Where your favorite, you know, jersey. Yeah. Do you think he's implemented a Hawaiian shirt Friday yet? No, I think he's. I think he's. Uh, he's stuck with the the jerseys for that, now. That works. Yeah, he can't <laughs> press his luck too much. He wants sure. to do. He wants to do Hawaiian shirt Fridays. He hasn't been able to push. It took him a lot to get tailgate Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Now he has to get a wedding. He's using whatever <laughs> build up a momentum he had that he was going to try to push for Hawaiian yeah. shirt Fridays. Done. He has to spend it on this wedding. Yeah, he's like, well, now I got to deal with this thing. There better be a lot of cake for me. I'm taking the top layer. I don't care about tradition. <laughs> so Isha's unpacking, which seems to indicate she thinks she's going to be here a bit. Yeah. Um, and we get... Well, and it's like, I, I feel like I recently saw a meme about this. It's like, I want to have my shit together as much as a person who unpacks their actual suitcase on a vacation. Yeah. And doesn't just live out of it. She's legit unpacking a suitcase. Uh-huh. No. You no. just Even me, order Muppet that I am, I'm like, you do not put things in the drawers. Yeah. You will forget them. Exactly. You live out of suitcase. So then uh, we get down to the beef between Tilk and Ishta. Uh-huh. It escalates quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, Tilk refuses they to... They need to just fuck and they'll they, be fine. They do. Uh, Tilk refuses to bless the wedding between Corinne and Ryak, which Ishta takes as a personal offense. Yeah. And a sign that, that Ishta is not worthy to be in Tilk's presence. I feel like that's a little far, but it's definitely, there's definitely stuff going on there. Yeah. And, and no, Tilk clarifies, it's, it's... It's the fact that Ryak has pledged his life to lead the Jaffa in the battle against the Gould. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with you or your warriors. Yeah, it's like five steps removed and she's like, this is about me. To be fair, that's eh, not entirely Tilk's beef either. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's making a friendly sound. Yeah. Um, and, and Ish just says, so so it's my warriors that you have a problem with that, that you know... A, Warriors are stronger with another by side. My warriors have pledged to fight the ghoul just as you have. Right. So maybe it's that. Maybe when winter comes, the lone wolf <laughs> dies, but the, the pack, pack survives. survives. Maybe it's that Corinne is no worthy warrior, even though I taught her. So it must be me, because blah 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 Ooh, blah. Yeah. And again, Tilk's like clarification. Uh, it's the fact that someday Ryan's going to have to choose between duty or family. I had to make it. It was shitty. I don't want to have to have my son no. go through that. Clearly, you've never, like, seen the way of the Vikings. Yeah. Like, like yeah. everybody fucking fights. Exactly. You're clearly not from Bear Island. Sorry. No. I mean, I can't stop what the Game of Thrones means. But Leanna Mormon's awesome. She's like, I ain't fucking sitting back while someone fights for me, bitches. Exactly. I am, like, 12 and I'll kick your ass from here tomorrow. Uh-huh. So Ishtar reminds him that, look... And this is a wake-up call for Tilk, because I don't think Tilk's ever thought about this. Mm-hmm. Ryak had no say in Tilk's decision yep. to leave. Yep. To join SG-1. To turn his back on his family, which he didn't technically turn his back on his family. Right. 
just as it is no longer, Teal'c no longer has a say in what Ryak does in his own life. True. Because, look, Ryak might be young, but you grow up real quick in this society. Uh-huh. You do. <laughs> he is a grown adult at this point. So they also disagree about overthrowing the kill and, and killing Moloch right now. They're, like, yelling at each other at this point. Yeah. Straight Just up screaming. Just do it. All Ishta wants is to kill Moloch. Uh-huh. Like, he looks like, but another ghoul is just going to take Moloch's place. You can't just kill Moloch. It's like a hydra. You're going to have extra heads in its place. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ishta is not going to stand by while the Jaffa Rebellion sits there and mulls over and tries to plan the future. Meanwhile, her sisters are dying at the hand of Moloch. Yeah. And that is Tilk's problem with Ishta. Tilk doesn't see Ishta as a team player. Like the fact that she doesn't want to fight for this larger war, she's only concentrating on her little tiny corner and is not going to rest until Moloch is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tilk will not rest until all the ghouls are dead and he leaves. Yeah. They he have, just wants up there and it's like mic drop. Bye. They have some differences. A little bit. So ta- Sam and Jack talk and walk. <laughs> uh, apparently, the Hunktail Warriors want a goat to sacrifice uh-huh. for the wedding. Jack's like, yeah, that's a no. That's a hard pass on that uh, one. You know, I've had goat at weddings. It's delicious. I don't know if they're planning on eating the goat after they sacrifice it. That's fair. Because he even was like, you what know, you try lamb, it's a little less gamey. And she's like, no, that's not, that's not, that's what, not what they're that's, doing. That's not what the goat's that's here for. That's true, yeah. Um, what you know, a waste. Yeah, Sorry. and as they and as they walk, it's just like people and kids and horses in it's, the SGC hallways. It's the whole thing about visitors. It's like what is it like? Like guests after a couple days yeah. start to smell like horses. Uh-huh. No, that's not what it goes. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Uh, Jack puts his his arms on Sam's shoulders and is like, "Please, please, 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 please." Deal hey, with we're this. close to finding a planet. Yeah. And then I love when they both realize that Jack's arms, hands are on Sam's shoulders. Mm-hmm. They, like, snap out of it. You're touching me. This is awkward. <laughs> okay, like, bye. One of us is the boss, and then there's other things. So many feels in my feel places. This is layered like an onion. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they have found a planet, but it's uh-huh. going to take, like, a week to get a decent camp up and yeah. running there. So the wedding is still going to be at the SGC. And at this point, Teal'c has pretty much locked himself in his room. <laughs> yeah, he's throwing a fit. I don't like any of you. You're all dumb. <laughs> Everything's about me forever and ever. And you know what? It's funny because Ishta's kind of in a similar... Yeah. Like, they're both acting like big children. Uh-huh. Almost as much as the actual children. Uh, yes. Who Which we get, get to, to. next. Yeah. <laughs> in the gay room, it's wedding rehearsal day. Um, with they have Braytex has some lines that would have been great to include in our wedding. We quoted pretty much everything else under the goddamn yeah. sun in our wedding. <laughs> there's a circle of fidelity that Ryak places on Corinne's head, yeah. and then there's a totem of bravery that Corinne places around Ryak's neck. And then Braytex says the bride kneels before her husband in respect, and she's like, "Bitch, bitch no." She's like, I just watched Beyonce's Homecoming. <laughs> I, I am completely for- empowered. I kneel for no motherfucker. Uh uh-uh. uh. And uh, Ryak is completely offended at that. Uh-huh. Um, Corinne's like, no, I don't, not even my husband do I kneel for. No, and, and I feel like the fact that he's offended by it is like a little bit of an alarm bell. What? Like, I think he just doesn't know better, maybe? That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think it's an alarm bell. It's more of because 
because it's tradition. 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 <laughs> Rayek doesn't think of it at all as being a slight. You know what's really tough is to try to like readjust in a chair when you only have like one yeah. good hand to do it with. I know. And the chair has wheels. Okay, I'm back. I don't think I don't think Ryak is like to him it's just like, well, this is what you do in a wedding. Nah. This is like he doesn't even think of it as the fact yeah. from the other side. I don't necessarily think he means it as completely a front to her. It's just more of he doesn't realize that yeah, what this means. I yeah. don't think he's aware of it. He's not. To use one of a modern term, he's not quite woke. He ain't woke yet. Yeah. He's young. He ain't woke yet. Yeah. She'll she's gonna woke him real quick though. <laughs> What is like the past tense or what's the verb like? How do you conjugate the verb like awoken? Is she going to awaken him? I don't know, but he's going to be woke. He's going to be real woke real soon. If he wants to marry her, he will. Uh, And, you know, she's like, fine. If I'm going to kneel before you, you're going to kneel in front of me, too. Yeah. Or am I too weak to have the respect given me? It's kind of like when Monica proposes to Chandler yeah. in Friends, uh-huh. and it's like, I'm going to reverse the roles on you, and I love it. Uh, and and Braytex is like, why don't we part ways and take a five break <laughs> and cool down? Hey, why am I here? I hate this. <laughs> a little bit is where Braytex is like, um, oh, fuck. Both then throw out that maybe they chose poorly for a partner. And throw their circles and totems and storm off. <laughs> Meanwhile, Teal'c is up at the control room with a shit-eating grin on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite hating what Braytex he's saying. like, why am I here? I am a badass. Do people forget that my hands are fucking weapons of, of destruction? Why These am I here? certified weapons. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Uh, Braytech, uh then just downs the wine that was there. That's probably ceremonial. Uh, this is why you rehearse, he says. Yeah. Um, and then they... The, He's the, like, can I have shots? This wine's not cutting it. Then there's a, a gate dial-in for Ishta. Uh, where's um, the moonshine from the last Atlantis episode? I'm gonna need some of that. Uh, so <laughs> apparently some Jafar are calling for Ishta. They want to have a summit to mm-hmm. get the new planet coordinates. Yep. Um, to the forces inside Moloch's ranks that are, are that rising up. <laughs> so Teal'c uh, tries to invite himself to the summit. It's just like, uh, yeah, that's a hard no. Yeah. We don't need you. This is not your fight. You're not the boss of You everything. have other fights. Yeah. This is ours. Bye. Bye. Yeah. So Corinne comes, is there while Ishta is packing, and she wants to come with Ishta. Uh-huh. And since she doesn't have a union to prepare for anymore, and, and says that Ryak is as pig-headed as her father. And to Ishta's credit, she's like, now, girl. Yeah. Hun, no. Yes. She's like, you, until you have fought as many battles as Teal'c has, you don't get to say that shit about him. Yeah, like, listen, listen, listen. You gotta slow your roll. Yeah. You don't quite know what you're speaking of. Yeah. Whether or not it's true, and, you know, I may or may not agree with some of what you're saying, I'm not going to do it to your face, Well, because you don't quite know what's going on. But it's also the fact that it's just like, look, we have our differences, 
Um, but I know that Teal'c and I are essentially fighting for the same thing. Yeah. We're just disagreeing about the path to choose. Right. There is nothing. I am not saying that Teal'c is not a formidable warrior, that he's pig headed or anything mm-hmm. like this. Right. Um, he, like, and of note, all the Hectil warriors are now in Tritonin, partly mm-hmm. because of Teal'c yeah. as well. And Anishta tries to tell um, Corinne that it's not that she's a, not a strong enough warrior. It's that Teal'c is trying to spare Ryak the pain that he went through. It's one of those where this is not about you. Yeah. It would be anyone. It's about protecting his It's child. about Ryak. Yeah. And who he still sees as his child. And pointing out to Corinne that it took time for Teal'c to see Ishta as, as an equal mm-hmm. in terms of warrior. And that had absolutely nothing to do a little bit to do. Not as much to do with her being a woman or not. Yeah. It was just the fact that Tilk does not give out trust. Well, no. No. Absolutely not. In the world he's lived in and the yeah. way he's had to live life. Exactly. You don't just trust shit. Um, and as much as you desire mm-hmm. uh, Ryak's respect, he burns for yours as well. Yeah. You gotta come at it from equal sides here. Yeah. Um, and basically that Ryak is possibly coming at this from a bit of an insecure side. Yeah, they're both coming. Yeah. It's like we get these nice little mirrors of each other with counsel from someone greater. Because, yeah, because um, yeah, then we go to like the Braytech. Yeah. Well, it's just the fact that I think part of Ryak's feather fluffing mm-hmm. is just the fact that he has chosen a badass partner and then maybe he feels she's he's gotta be big enough be a for little him. more badass than yeah, he is sometimes that's true. yeah no you're absolutely right because he's still young he's yeah you have to learn that lesson of letting other people might be more badass than you in certain situations and both of them are unproven warriors yeah. to a degree yeah and he doesn't know that she'll prove to be a bigger warrior than him or not like yeah. he's not certain that he's gonna be a bigger warrior than her yeah and he doesn't know what that means but he's also still in the frame of mind that that matters right yeah yeah, that's that, true. That, that it is something that you have to measure. That's what I mean. He doesn't yeah. quite know what that means. Yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. So then Ryak is training with his own staff. He's clearly gotten better over the years. Yeah. Uh, Break Tech comes in to train with him, and and he's like, no, just leave me alone. Yeah, I'm I do love the own. approaches, in, uh, the different approaches to counsel, like yeah. Ishta versus Break Tech. Yeah. Whereas Ishta's like, let me tell you how it is, and Break Tech's like, you're dumb. You're dumb, and you're your parents are stance. shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and Ryak asks why Teal'c's not going to bless their union. You know, I've been a dutiful son. I brought honor to our names, uh-huh. etc. And and Braytech's like, you don't get what Teal'c went through, do you? Yeah. You don't get the sacrifice that he made. Like he was first prime to Apophis. Because of you, because of his love for you, and because he feared for your safety. He did atrocious, like, atrocious? Atrocious. Atrocious things, you know, not in the name of Apophis, but in essentially almost in the name of you to protect you. Joining SG-1, turning his back on Apophis was the hardest thing that he's ever had to done. Mm -hmm. It will always be the most difficult thing he's ever done. Mm -hmm. And it was... Probably the scariest thing he's ever fucking done. Exactly. And it was his fear and his doubt that made him weak. Not you. Yeah. Not that he's ever been weak ever, but that's beside the point. (laughs) Um, He's fought his entire life so that Ryak can be free. Ryak made him stronger. And... Does Ryak get that? Yeah. 
Maybe not. Um, and can, he says that. Corinne, well, he's never been able to see it from that perspective. He's not. That's what I'm he's saying. He's always just been the son. And he's like, no, I get that. Corinne fuels my desire to fight for freedom. But even as he's saying that, Braytex, like, you don't, you could say you get it. Yeah. But, but you until don't... you're put into test, yeah. Yes. Until you're being tested, you can't know what it feels like. Like, I can describe to you what being, uh, you know, what having mace in your eyes feels like all yeah. day. But until someone maces you in the eyes. You're not going to get it. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is what Pian got it, got it. He's like, yeah. oh, Padawan, you have so much to learn. Yeah. Um, and Ryak says he doesn't need his father's blessing for the union, um, and that he insults Corinne, that that she is a formidable warrior that deserves Teal's respect. And, mm. and Braytek turns, he's like, yeah, she deserves yours too. Yeah. Mic drop. Maybe you should fucking let her know that you feel this way about her because she clearly doesn't know this or else you all assholes wouldn't be fighting as much as exactly. you are. Talk to each other, goddammit. So on the new homeworld, mm-hmm. um, they have at least one building up at least. Uh, yeah. There's a summit. Two dudes uh, basically are like, we need to attack now. Our forces are right in that sweet zone between having enough to defeat Malacca and having too many that they're going to get noticed. Right. Teal tries to convince him again, going, please, please wait. It's not about Moloch. It's about the greater picture. Yes. There is a horizon beyond what you can see. We need to rise up. <laughs> I'm just going to let you go. No, no, not. I'm, I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it there. Okay. Because otherwise I won't stop. But they need to take out all the heads of the Hydra together. Uh-huh. Or there's just going to be... More it's going to be popping little tiny heads all the time. So from the outside, then, there are staff blasts. We see a, a ton of Jaffa outside just shooting into the tent. Tilk and Ishtan, a few others, drop immediately to avoid the fire. It's not pretty, but they manage to make their way out of the tents yep. and into yeah. the woods. So, yeah, because these motherfuckers are shooting up. They're like, they're not. we're not just going to shoot across. We're going to go up, down. It is sh- like the entire place is riddled with holes. Swiss cheese it, yeah. So three of them crawl around um, to see a ton of Jaffa ranks have taken over the Stargate. They're guarding it. Um, and just at the right time, Jack radios in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tilk feels them in the details, what happened, that it's very bad. But yeah. don't send reinforcements yet because there might be a ship up there. There might we don't be more actually people. know what else is happening. Tilk is going to get more intel. Mm-hmm. And Jackson call back in an hour. And T assures him that his head is down. Yep. On the way back to the tent, Tilk tells Ishta someone in her ranks has betrayed him. But yeah. there's a new problem. Ishta's Tritonin is back at the tent. Dun, 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 dun. And Tilk's stash is broken. We get a second indeed. Also, learn to make something that doesn't break so easily. Also, don't keep it in your secondary bag. Yeah. If you need... From experience. <laughs> if you need a thing to exist, yeah. you don't keep it in your secondary bag. No, you keep it on. I then. don't put that in my check luggage. Yeah. That shit is in my carry-on. Exactly. And when it's not in the carry if I could keep it on my actual body, I'm going to do that. Yeah. That's just the way it is. <laughs> exactly. That's just the way it is. And because, uh, like... Like, you can go longer possibly without without the life-giving serum more than yeah. these people can. These, they're literally going to drop dead if they don't get the Tritonin. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. Damn it. Janet. So, 
Um, it's like when they always say, leave all your bags behind in case of an emergency. No. The first thought that goes in my head is, fuck you. Yeah. I will die if I do that. Yeah. This bag's coming with me. It's, to be fair, mine doesn't have life-saving things in it. Mine just has my knitting and my iPad. <laughs> Still not going to leave that shit behind. Yeah. So Jack walks into the briefing room that has just people arguing. <laughs> Jack Yikes. tries to quiet him down. Nothing works. So Bray text just silence. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Gandalf's that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he starts to ask Daniel what's going on. And everyone starts arguing again. He like points to Bray Tech. He's like, silence. Yeah. Do the thing again. Um, and basically they're arguing. I about- want I want a scene where Bray Tech is put in charge of a kindergarten. So it's like kindergarten oh cop, but like kindergarten Jaffa. Oh, dear God. <laughs> to be fair, I think he probably better with children. Oh, yeah. Than what was in that film. Well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I can see Braytech actually being really good with children. Uh-huh. It would take some time. It would, but yeah. So they're arguing about what the next course of action is to save Ishta and Teal'c. Um, since, I mean, Jack doesn't command the warriors, the Jaffa. He commands the gate. But can't stop the others from doing other things. Yeah. Besides going through the gate. Uh Uh-huh. On the planet at night, Ishta is having a hard time waiting. Um, There's there's only six Jaffa they can see for now guarding it, but who knows how many others are out there that they can't see. They can hear someone being tortured, but for a moment, he looks like, look, we can't do anything. We have to get intel. Going in there right now is a futile gesture. Mm -hmm. It's just going to get us killed. And then what? So... They have to go. They have to get the always looking at the bigger picture. Always looking at the bigger. Well, picture. Well, and I think it's really interesting because, you know, eight years ago, Teal would have been the person who's like, we have to go in now. Yeah, he's learned to be a bit more of a tactician. Yes. The, yeah, eight than years just ago, straight up like berserker mode. Eight years ago, this is Teal wanting to go in there now, and Braytac going, "Chill, dude." Yeah, let's think this one through. So they rest in the forest as they avoid patrols going around. And Aaron is, which is the third person, is getting really annoyed with Teal'c as well. Yeah. Going, you know, how many times, Teal'c's like, how many times do I have to say? In. Tell. Need. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we don't know enough about this guy. Yeah. You know, later we understand that he's actually pretty good. Yeah. But his impatience is a little bit like, dude, chill the fuck out. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truth. So and he's like, what more do we need? We're outnumbered. We need people. Like, that's all we need. Mm-hmm. And Tilk's like, no, actually, we need a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, we need guns and food and tritonin. And ships. And chips. So Tilk and Ishta have a moment about the promise of being free, mm-hmm. etc. Um, and the next day, we learned that while Ishta was on watch that night, she rolled a 12 on the <laughs> random encounter dice. <laughs> It is now missing. Well, I love that they don't know what is it. Like, how deep did Teal'c fall asleep? Like, he must yeah. have been fucked up. Yeah. Where it's like, Ishta was on watch. Wait, what? How did she not make enough noise to wake him? Like, damn. She probably went venturing out on her own. Yeah. Don't do don't, that. Don't leave if you're on watch. Don't. You're watching your party. Don't do that. Okay. If you do, sometimes you might get possessed by... Things. <laughs> Things can kill everybody. So they find her captured by Moloch's forces and being led into a tent. Um, and also Moloch's there. 
Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Outside, uh, Aaron wants to save Ishtin now. Teal'c's like, no. Have I not been trying to teach you about patience? Yeah. Aaron's like, even if we can't save her, we can kill Moloch. And that's my ultimate goal. Teal'c's like, not mine. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, my goals are bigger than your goals. Yeah, well, yeah. it's just, he's like, the, it's a fool's mission to just go in and try to kill him now. Yeah. And Aaron's like, well, I'm willing to die for my cause. And Teal'c's like, I'm not willing to die for your cause, Yeah, a. because your cause is bullshit. And, um, and, and B... If you kill him, someone's just going to take his place. This yep. is what I've been telling you for an entire episode now. I do love that he does not take Tilk's shit. No. Like, he's like, I don't care who the fuck you think you are. This is what I've grown up believing. But then Tilk decides not to take his shit and uh-huh. just zats him. Because he can't be trusted. <laughs> he's like, does not wait and to do it. takes a staff weapon and he's leaves like, him. He's like, nope, gotta go by. Yeah. Time's I a wasting. love it so much. Yeah. I think we need to remember that for future adventures. He's a little bit of chaotic good sometimes. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. So Braytac now comes through the gate to meet Daniel and informs um, Braytac of of what's up and Mm -hmm. how they're going to provide distractions so Teal can try his rescue mission and... And right now they're less worried about Ishta dying but all the stuff that may happen to her before she dies. Yeah. Which is sound because she's being tortured by a hand device. Uh-huh. And she's added for Tonin and shit's in the fence. And to her credit, intimidation is not working on her. No, I think she's like immune to that. She's like, you can't scare me. Yeah. Just kill me. Like, he goes on and on and on in bad guy form, like, trying real hard on the intimidation front, and she's like, fuck you. hmm Yeah. She tries calling her weak, and she's like, Bitch, I know I'm not weak. I don't care. I know for a fact I'm stronger than you. Yeah. Tell me all the words you want to tell me. Your words don't do shit to me. He, and he goes on with more torture. So in Jack's office, they're going to send Tritonin. I think the bad guys are always about, like, pomp and posture. Gould and like, arrogance. Yeah. Gould guys, arrogance. you gotta get through this thing. So they're gonna send Tritonin and drop it on a UAV, and then the UAV is going to whip around and paint the targets by the Stargate, and so yeah. when they send missiles through, boom. Yeah. Done and done. Braytech tells them that the rebels inside Moloch's forces are massive, and there is actually a chance that those rebels could win. Mm-hmm. He can't say for sure, but it's a lot of them. And we keep asking him to wait and to not attack now. And they keep not listening, so, so they might we just don't know what's gonna happen. They might just attack and take this opportunity. Yeah. In the gate room, the UAV is ready to go. They dial it up. It flies through. The Jaffa don't shoot it down originally because they're like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. Teal'c sees it, and that's when the Jaffa decide to shoot it down. Uh, Damn Teal'c it. runs to the crash site. Well, they wait so they he you know Teal'c yeah, can see it die exactly because plot. <laughs> Sam's going to call again in about half an hour, and she explains to Braytech that without the laser-painted target, the missiles don't have anywhere to go. They're just they going to fly doing. Yeah. straight because they're no thinking. Yeah, they just shoot thing. Yeah. So Tick finds the UAV, which is no longer a UAV. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a burning pile of metal. Yeah. He finds the Tritonin after a few burns to the hand, um, but before he can take any... He is jumped by some enemy Jaffa. Damn it. So he at least pulls a nice sleight of hand check and pockets the yeah. Tritonin. Uh, yeah, at least save the healing potion. Yeah. Put those away. And he tries to pull diplomacy. It doesn't work. 
However, before they can hurt Teal too much, it was Aaron's, worth a shot, though. It was worth a shot. Yeah. What else are you going to do at this point? Yeah. Um, Aaron shows up, takes down a few Jaffa. Teal takes the opportunity, take out some more other Jaffa. And finally, Teal is able to inject himself with Tritonin after the play. I, I do love how, again, Aaron's like, it would have been a lot fucking easier if you yeah. hadn't taken my goddamn weapons uh-huh. and shot me. <laughs> you goddamn it. I should have just left your ass here to die. I would have given him a little more. <laughs> I would have, too. I would have given him an earful. Dilk does thank him. Yeah. For what that's worth. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Um, and he's, but he does like anything else I can do to prove my loyalty. Yeah. I do like. <laughs> and we get a third indeed. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> all indeeds all the time in this one. So back in the tent, it's just barely conscious. She kind of is starting to look towards the Tritonin and Moloch follows her gaze and mm-hmm. picks up this little doohickey. Um, and he'll actually be fine giving it to her if it means that she's going to last more torture. Again, the gold arrogance. It's like you think that like you're so full yeah. of yourself and like you're so sure of where things are. Yeah. Damn it. So Moloch's first prime comes in and tells him that the uprising has begun. Mm-hmm. Two thousand Jaffa march on Moloch's temple. Moloch tries to play it cool, but we can see through the camera he's actually a little bit nervous. Yeah. He well, he he blinks a little bit. His arrogance is, you know Arrogance. Fleeting. So he's done playing games, uh, he, and he tells, um, I forget what his first prime is, basically, to use Ishta to... Primey. Primey. Tells Primey to um, use Ishta to capture Teal'c and then bring Teal'c to him. Mm-hmm. And Ishta grabs the Tritonin without anyone seeing. Yeah. <laughs> because, again, you left it right fucking there for her. You threw it at her. What the you hell do you think? You guys are really bad at this. So bad. Outside the gate, hidden, Teal'c shows Aaron how to use the laser pointer. Yeah. I feel like Aaron's, like, skeptical. It's like, really? All I he gotta do is fucking check 100% skeptical. Uh, yeah. Skeptic. Skeptic. No, I like skeptical. Skeptical. Yep. Spectacle about it. Uh-huh. So Moloch arrives at the gate, ready to head back to his base since, you know, the uprising has begun there. And the Stargate dials in before anyone can dial out. Hmm. And CSGC, of course, naturally. Yep. Sam checks in. Everything is good to go. A fourth, indeed. And missiles are fired. <laughs> Fire the missiles! Teal'c starts his rescue mission, uh, taking out the guards in the tent with, like, a double staff weapon deal. Oh, yeah. He do- he's going full rage. Pretty badass. Yeah. I'm like, if I tie two wands together, do I get double? <laughs> double the <laughs> are two my, spells. Are my fire attacks double? Two spells. It's like an automatic crit? Yeah. If I tie two wands together? Eventually you get to twin things. That's what it'll be. Yeah. Done. And uh, we see the, the the missiles coming through the gate, mm-hmm. flying through the air. Uh, and as soon as Teal'c comes to into the tent, Moloch's first prime is holding Ishta with a knife to her throat. And basically going, look, you can zat us. She's too weak. She's going to die. So take your chance, dude. I, I feel like, again, there's no question here. Teal'c's like, I'm going to take the chance. Oh, he would. Here's the thing. First prime doesn't know Teal'c. No. Like, no. Well, and I feel Teal'c. like if he, if he didn't, Ishta would be like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Kill life- me in the process of taking these bitches out. My life is forfeit right now. Yeah. Do what you need to. Because guess what? I would do this to you in a heartbeat. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. 
So Moloch tells his Jaffa to shoot the missiles out of the sky. Yep. Uh, upon seeing a red dot in his chest, and he tries to flick it away. He goes full cat. He's like, how do I... Well, I'm going to play with this thing for a little bit. <laughs> um, he's like, it's now on my hands. Why? What do I do? What is it? And and he starts to realize what it is. He's, he looks up and sees missiles coming at him. Yep. Inside the tent, upon hearing the double missile explosions, he looks like, yeah, that's your false god dying. Now he's what? Like, false gods can't die. <laughs> It's just like, say false call. just shoot me. Yeah. And he does. And that's when, since she was able to sneak some tritonin, mm-hmm. so she's fine. Yeah. Well, fine She's like, no, no, don't, don't give me your spell healy thing. I, <laughs> I got my own my spell healy thing. thing. Yeah. Um, when she has her strength, Tuk says they'll go out and, and see that Moloch is dead for themselves together. Mm-hmm. And Ishta takes a moment and admits that, look, I, I, I need a moment to recover but I know that I'm safe in your yeah. arms. Aww. Then they fucked. Then they fucked. They're like, hey, Aaron, watch the door for a minute. <laughs> He's like, fuck, what else do you need me to do? So in the gate room, it's, it's wedding, wedding time. Um, everyone is dressed in their finest. Uh, I do like Ray- uh, Rayak's suit. Yes. And it's I like l- the pop collar. It's a little pop collar. Her dress is beautiful. Of course. Corinne's yeah. dress. Um, and Karin says that Ryak's heart is pure and his, his spirit strong and, and gives her strength and joy as he will stand by her side always. Mm. And, and he tells Karin that she is as beautiful as the sun and his love for her is like morning rays down on an endless day. All right. Uh, <laughs> and, and no one kneels before anyone. <laughs> and Except for Braytech. They should all kneel before <laughs> fucking Braytech. Exactly. And, and Braytech announces they... May they love and fight like warriors, just not with each other. Or or maybe they should in the bedroom. You know, just saying. I mean, that could be some great foreplay. We've seen it in action. And then they snog. Yay. Uh, and and Teal'c and Ishta sort of gaze at each other. <laughs> they, they do the, like the side, the side glance that all couples do at yep. weddings of other couples. So um, later, Teal'c and Ryak walk and talk, and we find out that uh, that Ryak and Corinne are honeymooning in the same spot that Teal'c and Dryak did. So we're going to pause here for a minute and I'm going to ask you a question. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get to it. Okay, let me okay, get to okay, okay, first. okay. Teal'c gives him the talk. <laughs> asking oh, if one. Ryak is prepared for the right of Ornok. <laughs> Ryak's like, surely that's not expected. He's like, on the first night of your honeymoon, Teal'c recommends the knife be sharp as possible. Uh-huh. What is Ornok? Well, that was not the question I was going to ask, oh, okay. but let's get here. Sorry. We're here now. Sorry. So I we're thought, here now. I legit thought that's the question. It's definitely circumcision. I'm kind of thinking it's got to be circumcision. Or some, I mean, not, sharp knives. Yeah. What else are we talking? What else would cause him to go pale immediately? Yeah. Adult circumcision. I I, I don't know. Unless I don't want to know. Like, I'm unless, glad I'm not a man in unless, this situation. Unless it's like shaving as of entire pe- like shaving his balls or something that, I mean I guess that could be weird too the, yeah <laughs> shaving of all th- I mean that feels a little more tame because here's the thing if you if, if there's some sort of like ritual adult circumcision they're not going to be getting to the baby making on their honeymoon no and I feel like you don't do that unsupervised no yeah that's true so maybe it's just some weird like just some weird thing or just she shaves his balls or something all body hair must be shaving <laughs> off of each other no my question to you like, was like Renly, what what's his face in Game of Thrones oh god <laughs> no thanks uh, my question to you was gonna be 
best fantasy pr- place honeymoon locale. Oh, oh no, that's that's Rivendell. Is it Rivendell? Oh, actually, no. No, it might be Rivendell. I'm thinking also maybe um, Galadriel layer or area that I'm just blanking on the name of. Okay. Please yell at me at the name. <laughs> One of those two. It's definitely something Elvish and definitely from Tolkienverse. <laughs> nice. I can see that. Yeah. Um, we all know that I don't know how to sit still. No, you don't. So it's an adventure with Nathan Drake. But I mean, oh. there's hiking and stuff with the elves. We're not sitting Yeah, but still. that's not dangerous. Oh, I don't need the danger. Oh, no, I need that danger. Yeah, I don't need the danger. And the puzzle solving. There might be puzzle solving there. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to Shambhala. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to something elvish. I'm going to, like, crash bandicoot, like, run from boulders and jump on boxes. <laughs> and eat apples. Apples! That's not insane. I'm not insane. <laughs> You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Forever and ever. Yeah. Um, and then Cor- maybe perhaps Corinna's right and that not all of the old traditions are worth <laughs> holding on to. You know, only the ones that are uh, not scary and creepy. In the gate room, it's moving a day again for the for the Hakto Thank Warriors. Thank goodness. Ishta again owes her thanks to Jack I feel like we Jack missed an opportunity to watch Jack eat cake. Do we know? Exactly. He yeah. demanded cake. I feel, and I feel like Jack's great at eating on screen. Here's the other thing that I would like to, in my head, here's part of the reason that I'd love to see the cake. Mm-hmm. Because you know there is someone who works in the commissary on base yeah. who loves to bake. Yeah, so and my time is finally here. They, they went to that person and went like, we need a wedding cake. And they're like, yes! Finally. Three finally. days. And they make like the most beautiful, artistic three yeah. Three or four tier I just, gorgeous thing. I just want a lot, like this final scene with Jack to be like him just holding an entire fucking layer <laughs> and just like the shoving it in his mouth. Just cake in face. I want cake now. I kind of want cake too. Yeah. Um. So Jack's like, don't think anything of it. We got you. It's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It was nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, minor paperwork. Do you yeah. want to fill out the rest of the paperwork? I have barely started the paperwork. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't even told anyone that we had Somebody a wedding Somebody do paperwork. Yet. This <laughs> is kind of just no one knows about this Can I yet. have more cake now? <laughs> uh, just make sure you don't forget any kids or horses. Take all your shit. Please take all your shit with you. Yeah. Uh, and Ryak and Corinne say their goodbyes to Teal'c, who pulls them both in for a big bear Aww, hug. he has a daughter now. He does. He does call. I feel him bad father. for anyone who fucks with his daughter oh, now. Oh dear God. Um. So Ishta turns to Teal'c mm-hmm. and says, "Look, I don't want to spoil the kid's honeymoon or anything, uh-huh. but another Gould has already claimed Malak's domain." Yeah, just like you fucking like I told you, he fucking would. And Teal'c guesses correctly. Mm-hmm. It's Ball. Oh, of course. As in. Bachi. Yeah. Our old buddy. And and it's just like, look, don't be a stranger. Uh, we know we have a war and other things to plan. Well, I feel like now that's got to be the code. It's like, hey, you want to go plan wars? <laughs> you want to go do some war planning? And uh, and there's a little kiss in action. Just a little minor kissing. <laughs> a little bit. A little, little, little snog snog. <laughs> little, little wink wink, nudge nudge. <laughs> and before she leaves up the ramp, uh, bows are exchanged and the hocktail warriors leave. Next up, Stargate Atlantis, home. Guys, Grace's mind gonna be blown. She's gonna be a little. She's gonna be a little. What the fuck? This episode. It's gonna be fun. Interesting. Uh huh. I don't know what this means. Uh huh. I'm ready. Yep. Let's do this now. 
Okay, well, do you, do you put this on your ranking anywhere? Fuck yes, it's so much fun. Okay, well, first we have four. Yeah, holy moly. Uh, Indeeds. It's We're indeed up to 45 and a half. I'm still going to go back and check the last couple episodes to make sure I didn't miss any. Okay. Um, and uh, where does this go on this your order? This goes above. Uh, remind me what Icon was. Icon is the World War II episode with Daniel on the planet. I think I'm going to lose that one. Okay. I'm not going to get rid of Lockdown. I'm just going to remove Icon. Yeah. And replace it. That's where I am now. Um, And I was actually going to also remove Icon, but Mm. it's because I'm putting this below Zero Hour and above Avatar. Oh, got it. I guess I'm... Yeah, no, I'm leaving mine where it is. Okay. Um, Also, I wanted to announce for those... People have been asking a couple times because, you know... I got married myself in January. Oh, yeah. If, if I, I do have, we're going to, in honor of Ryak and uh, uh, I just, fuck, what's her name? <laughs> I've only said it a thousand times, Corinne. Corinne, Sorry. Yes. Dear God. Yes. In honor of their wedding. For our Patreon members, yes, um, I am going to put a special photo that Grace and I took at the wedding. Had taken of us. We did not take it. Yes, uh, at the wedding, and I will post that on our Patreon. It was fun times, guys. It was really fun. There was dancing and eating. Lots of dancing, and lots of puppy. eating, lots of drinking. A puppy. A puppy may have gotten loose at one point. <laughs> we tried to shield you from that. To be fair, I didn't know about it until the next day. Yeah. We I did still, our best to, like, nobody tell Nixie anything. I still have heard conflicting stories uh-huh. on the puppy. It's fine. Getting loose. It's all fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of dancing. So much dancing and like a, drinking. Like a lot of dancing. Very little water was had that night. Very little water was had. <laughs> Almost none. Yeah. Beer is water? Yikes. Right? Yeah. Not how it works. Okay. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Um, with something scary, I think. It's called home. I'm scared. It's Don't be scared. It's not uh, a scare one. All right. Okay. All right. Um, until then. With any Game of Thrones uh, theories. But no dumb ones. Yeah, no dumb theories. Someone posted a dumb one somewhere where they're like, Rhaegar is the Night King. And it's like, no, No. fuckers, we watched the Night King get made. Okay, Uh, until... Do we know that's the same Night King, though? It's a stupid one. (laughs) I'm not saying I like Rhaegar as a Night King. I'm just saying, do we know that that's the same Night King? Fine, Rhaegar is a goddamn Night King. I don't want him to be the Night King. Um, find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. And like us, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, the Patreon thing that I forgot to say. Also, maybe, maybe Jack is the Night King. Maybe the Night King's a ghoul. I hate everyone. (laughs) We love you guys. Bye. Bye.